Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Watch by Cousins with the strip. Great play by Cousins. He's going to skate it up ice into the Boston zone. Cousins drops it back. Tuck, shoot, score! There's your game-winning call from Dan Dunleavy. How about that? It looked extremely bleak. Lake third period, Sabres about to have to kill off a full five-on-three, and the Bruins had tied it at two, given themselves a 3-2 lead. I'm 100% honest. I'm like, all right, this ends here. They killed off the first one. Then I'm thinking, sitting there saying, oh, if they had just not taken that second one, they'd have some time. Well, they get it done with a minute 37 left. Darlene starts the play up to Tuck, who drops for Darlene. I'm sorry, for, for Cousins, who gets the goal in the six-on-five situation. And then in overtime, Cousins starts it all off as he eventually sets it up for Tuck, who's on fire right now, as are the Sabres. Six straight wins. They win in the toughest building to win in in Boston against the top team in the league. Four to three, the final here in overtime as we welcome you. To the postgame, Brian Colziel with you here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. All right, highlights coming up. We'll get you stats, get you updated on the standings. The Sabres win again, but let's get right to Paul Hamilton for his thoughts here. Paul, are uh, are, are you willing to own up to where I was? I, I 100% will say, I, I like, this is over when it went to the five-on-three. Give the Sabres a ton of credit. They figured out a way to get out of that, and then eventually to OT, and <laughs> eventually a win. There's so many places in this game you can say that was, you know, that really helped them or that was the turning point or that was, you know, and and it started with the double minor for high sticking followed by another high sticking penalty three seconds later. And now the Bruins have a full five on three, two minute five on three. And not only do they kill that off, but they kill off the double minor because even when the five-on-three was over, there was still two more minutes to kill. And they kill that, and they still had a little under three minutes left to try to get back in the game. And they did it. 
you know, they, they obviously picked up momentum from that penalty kill. And, uh, you know, they pull the goaltender. Cousins gets one through Swayman that I'm sure he'd want back. And uh, But Cousins has a heavy shot. He scores goals like that. It's not the first one this year he scored like that. But still, as a goaltender, you'd want that back. And uh, so now you get it to overtime. <laughs> and what does Cousins do? He seals it from one of the best two-way players that's ever lived. Not just this year, that's ever lived in Bergeron. <laughs> he steals it from him and takes off and goes the other way. Not only does that, sets up Tuck perfectly, and now you have the overtime goal. I mean, Lukanen, there's so many turning points in the game associated with him. It saves that he made. And why did they kill off the five on three? Well, you know the old saying, your goaltender is your best penalty killer. Sure was. You know, and the other guys did well too, but he had to make some phenomenal saves uh, in uh, in in uh, the the five on three and and the rest of it. So there's just so many places in this game you can point to and say, "Wow, this really turned it around for the Sabers," or "This was a turning point," or "This is what they needed to do." And uh, this, you know, they have so many big road wins this year: Boston, Colorado. Calgary, Vegas, Edmonton, you know, and, and now they've won seven out of eight on the road, you know, so, That's uh, you yeah. Know, yeah, so there's just, you know, a lot of things in Boston, they're now, they, they came in one 14 and three in their last 18 games against the Bruins and oh seven and two in their last nine in Boston. And, uh, you know, still are able to, to, Find a way. And that's the thing. Find a way. There were times in this game like the second period where the Sabres were better. There were times in this game like the third period where the Bruins were better. You know, but find a way. You know, ride the ebbs and flow of the game. In the first period, you had to weather a bit of a storm. You did so. And, and you know, now they're, they're getting better with ebbs and flows of a hockey game. Paul Hamilton here with me, Brian Colesiel, Sabres postgame show. Four to three, Sabres getting it done. Alex Tuck's game-winning goal, our clear play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort in homes and businesses since 1933. But, of course, Cousins is a big part of that play. Paul, Cousins and Tuck involved in those last two goals. We know, you know, when you talk about guys that are the hardworking, likable guys on this team, letting their play kind of send the message to the rest of the team on how to do it. I mean, these aren't even guys that wear that wear letters on their sweaters, uh, and this is taking nothing away from the, those three. But Cousins and Tuck to me are two guys that bought in right away with the mentality of, "Hey, I want to be a Saber. I want, you know, I want other teams to respect the Buffalo Sabers. I want to turn this franchise around." Like uh, the likability factor of these two guys with plays like they just did in those pressure spots. I mean, it's only going to add to their popularity amongst fans. Yeah, and, and this is a team that, you know, they're sensitive to the fans, or a bunch of players, I must say, that are sensitive to the fans. They love it when the fans are in the building. Just love it. You know, and they want to entertain the fans, and they want to make the fans proud of them and because they're proud to be here. And that's what Adams built. That's what he was looking for is, you know, players that are good hockey players, first of all, but want to be here and are proud to be here and want to play for these fans and want to turn this thing around 
and win championships in this in this city. And that's what he was looking for. That's what the Buffalo Bills were looking for when they rebuilt. And, uh, you know, you can just see, you know, the progress that they've made with the types of players that they've brought in and a coach they've brought in who knows how to develop players, you know, and knows how to put players in positions to succeed, you know, and that's important to be able to, you know, all right, here, here's what the, this player does well. Let's capitalize on his strengths, not scream and yell at him for his weaknesses, but say, well, you know what? This is how we got to play because this is the only way to win, and you got to figure it out because we're going to play this way. We don't care that you're this type of player or another player or anything like that. And, and you know, that's important also. All right, Paul, let's, you know, the goals with Cousins and Tuck and Darlene, are, we're gonna, we could talk about that forever, but let's go to the key moment. Paterka takes four minutes for high sticking, then Labushkin follows it up two more. Just, what did you see during that stretch and just how good was Lucan in not only throughout but also in those four minutes to keep them alive? Yeah, as I said, you know, Lukanen is their best penalty killer. Your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer if you're going to be successful on a five-on-three against you because looking here, five-on-three, they gave up five shots. So Lukanen had to make five saves on the five-on-three. So uh, And then Lukanen on, on a five-on-four advantage overall in the game faced five more shots and gave up the one goal. So on power plays, he he saw 10 shots. But on the five on three, 0 for 5. You know, the Bruins were not able to squeeze anything by him. Uh, and if you if you want it, even the Bruins were dangerous on the penalty kill. I mean, they, they had three shots on the Sabres, and all three were grade-A scoring opportunities when Buffalo had the power play. So, uh, you know, they – but uh, – you know, that's the thing. You, you've got uh, good defensemen in, in Samuelson and Darlene and, and the, that group. But, again, your goaltender has to be able to make the big save against a powerful power play unit. The Bruins are one of the best in the business when it comes to the power play. So you know they're coming with great players at you, Pasternak and Bergeron and Marchand and, and, and the rest of it. So you know that's coming at you. But – you know, if you want to become a good team, you gotta you gotta embrace these situations and understand these situations when they come up, and that's what the Sabers love. You you heard on the pregame show how excited Gergensons and Cousins were to be playing in this game. They couldn't wait to get here to play the Boston Bruins. It's like, what what's better? Let's go play the best team in the league on their ice. Let's go. We can't wait to get there. We want to play this game, you know, and and, uh, (laughs) they showed it. I know. (laughs) Well, Paul, I mean, geez, you look at the situation that we said them coming in, um, playing a team that is essentially unbeatable in their home building, and it looked as though it was heading down another script here. I mean, look who scores. Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand. You're sitting here saying, oh, geez, like this is just – Another one of those Bruins games where their big guns figures out a way to get it done. And then it's the Sabres' young guns that end up coming back with Tuck and Cousins and Darlene and Lukanen. Um, one more follow-up on Lukanen for those that didn't hear your thoughts during intermission. Uh, Kevin Adams obviously has a hard decision to make in terms of whether or not to keep Lukanen on this roster. Uh, we know Comrie is about to start a game 
uh, against the Marlies for the Amherst on a conditioning assignment. But, I mean, geez, if, if Lukanen continues to play like this here over the next week here, um, the options for what Kevin Adams has to do about sending him down here, I know that's not going to be a popular decision if he ends up going down, which I know you think still is a realistic po- uh, probability, even though I know you don't think it's maybe what deservingly so should be. You're just kind of playing it out there. It's, it's not deserving. I mean, he has earned his way. He earned yeah. his way last year and should have you know, should have been up here and he earned it. But when it got sent back down and he's earned it again. He absolutely has earned it and the Sabres have lived and died with their young players by saying they have to learn every, earn everything they get. And he has earned it. You know, and and just I'm I'm just thinking that they're thinking that there's one way out and there's one way only, and that's sending the guy down who doesn't have to go on waivers. Make no mistake, if Comrie goes on waivers, he's gone, 100% gone. You know, and, and you know, you're better off, if, if that's going to be your move, see if you can trade him somewhere and get something out of it than just waiving him and, and putting him on waivers. You can try to carry three goaltenders. You, you can do that, see if you can – you know, loosen up some roster spots for that. How, how it's going to be a little bit easier now that some of the injuries are over with. So you don't, you, they don't have guys from Rochester sitting here because of injuries taking up roster spots. So you know, you might be able to to figure it out that way and, and carry three goaltenders if if you there's an option there. Um, they're not trading Anderson anywhere. As I said they're not, earlier, they're not going to treat him that way. That's just not the way it's going to happen. They're not – he's been there, you know, for the whole season. He's been their overall best goaltender. People want to wave him. Well, nobody will take him. All right, I'll – again, I think you're wrong, but I'll, all right, I'll, I'll bite. You really think that's the classy thing for an organization to do, to take a guy who's 41 years old and been your best goalie throughout the season and put him on a bus in Rochester and let him ride around down there? Really? I mean, that's not what they're going to do. I mean, that's not an option. That's not what you know what's going to happen here. So, and who knows? I mean, Comrie's going to be down there for a little bit. I don't think today is his only game. I, I don't think so. I don't know that, but I don't think so. He might get a goaltending injury before then, and then all this talk is 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 mute anyway because you'd have the two goaltenders here. So, um, you you don't know what's going to happen until Comrie gets ready or. Comrie could get injured, you know, while he's playing in Rochester. And again, then all this is moot because, you know, you don't even have to need to be talking about it. So um, if you're just saying, and you should be saying that he has earned the right to be here, you've basically got two options, either, either go with three goalies up here or trade Comrie. That's basically your option, unless you make a blockbuster and include Lukanen in it. And no, thinking that you've got, you know, the, the young goalies and that type of thing. But, but I, I'm talking about a blockbuster trade that a team's saying, all right, if you want this player, and you 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 know you need to you need to put your goaltender in there and you know do it that way, you know, then you got to evaluate. All right, what is this player? Is it player A that can is going to be a great defenseman for us or that type of uh, a player? So you know, there 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 are uh, those are those types of options. But don't forget. Look around the National Hockey League right now. Trades aren't being made. And this is the time of year where I, we say that every year. Trades, for the most part, other than 
minor league trades type of a thing where you're swapping uh, a guy from Rochester from a guy that you got sitting in your minor league type of a thing. Those those are made now and then, but for the most part, trades aren't being made in the NHL right now. It's it's a tight time when it comes up with that. I really don't have an explanation for that, but it's every year where we get into this time of year, and the NHL just doesn't see all that many trades. Yep. Okay, Paul, quick turnaround. Well, let's preview tomorrow. Ottawa, tomorrow night. We expect it'll be Anderson and goal. Uh, just what is kind of the timeline flip around here for the Sabres and, and just, you know, with this quick turnaround here, maybe, you know, for Buffalo right now, they're probably still pretty fresh from having all those days off here. Maybe back-to-back not as bad as it could have been if it falls elsewhere. Well, that was a hard game. They had to play hard. But the thing that they have going for them, it was an afternoon game. So you get to the airport very quickly in Boston, so they'll get out of there pretty fast. It's not a, a you know, it's not a long flight, 40 minutes maybe, if that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you figure, uh, you know, you're going to be in your room, I would think, by 7 o'clock at the latest tonight, somewhere in there. So you're, you're going to be able to get your rest. You know, you, you, if you want to get your meal on the plane, you can. If you want to get a meal once you get into Ottawa, you can do that. It's early enough, although it's New Year's Eve, so I don't know if you want to get yourself involved in <laughs> restaurants down there, uh, you know, in New Year's Eve. Maybe being New Year's Eve, the team will have something in the, in the, in the hotel for everybody. You know, get together a little bit on New Year's Eve. Let's mm-hmm. get together, have a meal together type of a thing. That, very, that could possibly happen, too where they just spent because they love spending time together so i could see that where they just you know find have a, a catered meal in, in the hotel for the players you know i don't think they'd want them up till midnight you know that kind of stuff but you know have a have a, a meal maybe watch some of the championship football game going on and uh or the semifinals, i should say and uh you know do it that way paul i know you wrote kind of a uh a year in review. I know the season's not over, but uh, you did uh, at WGR550.com here. If you want to go ahead and promote that before we let you go. Yeah, we've got um, – uh, it's just talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the game coming up and, and, the, and the trip coming up and, and about the team. So, um, yeah, they uh, – you know, we'll have more, obviously. Uh, I'll be back to, to writing again. Kind of a shame that Tage Thompson didn't get his 100th point of 2022. I would have liked to have seen that. He, yeah. will, finish, he will finish with 99 points, which isn't bad. <laughs> 53 goals and 99 points in the year 2022. Uh, that's not bad. And when I f- looked at it yesterday, it was like, well, he's got 52 goals, now 53. Austin Matthews was the leader with 57. So he really wasn't that far off of leading the NHL in goals in 2022. Uh, you know, he was right there. So um, still a, a very good 2022 for Tage Thompson, and he's not done yet. You know, uh, as I say about Darlene, I there's more to come with Rasmus Darlene. I fully believe that. I don't think he's at his best yet. I think he's going to develop even more than he is right now, and that's – scary to think about because he's already pretty darn good right now i would agree paul thanks for all your work today appreciate it happy new year to you and uh, we'll chat tomorrow on pregame yeah happy new year to you and the listeners and everybody and uh looking forward to tomorrow all right we'll talk at six o'clock paul thank you very much Mm -hmm. yep
Uh, okay, Paul Hamilton with us here on the Sabres postgame show. Buffalo getting it done by a score of 4-3 to three to win their sixth consecutive game. Now, I always, after wins, want to, okay, what does it mean in the standings? Where are they now? Well, in the East, Bruins still incredible, 60 points, 28-4-4. and four. An amazing record. They still have not lost at home in regulation this year, 18-0-3 now. Uh, for the Sabres, they are now 8-1-1 one one in their last 10, six wins in a row. Their record is currently 18-14-2. They're six back of what is the top wild card. So you've got Pittsburgh, the New York Islanders, and the New York Rangers, all with 44. So two of those three teams are holding down the wild card spot, the other teams on the outside looking in. And then the Sabres are next in the standings. But Buffalo has three games in hand on the Rangers, three games in hand on the Islanders, two games in hand on the Penguins, and then Washington, who sits at 45, the Sabres have four games in hand on the Capitals. So... Obviously, you know, the math would say, at the very least, if you won those three games in hand, you'd be tied for the top wild card. So there's options. It's not even like it's the second wild card. No, it's the top wild card because right now the Penguins, Islanders, and Rangers, uh, those three teams are holding the two wild card spots, all with 44, one on the outside, and then there's the Sabres with 38. There's no teams in between. That's what's always been a daunting task about the standings with the Sabres, and at least it looked like it, too, after that eight-game losing streak when they were starting to come out of it. We were sitting here saying, man, did they still just bury themselves with just so many teams? Well, since then, they have passed Montreal, they have passed Ottawa, they have passed Florida, they have passed Detroit. Sabres have games in hand on virtually everybody because of these uh, postponed games. So they've got either two or three or four games in hand on virtually everybody in the East. So, you know, points percentage always is a good thing to look at to determine really where they are in the league. Uh, but, you know, you can just look at those games in hand and you can see right there. Well, you're six points back and you've got three games in hand on those teams that are holding on the wild card spots right now. So, uh, But today's win feels more meaningful the way they did it in the toughest environment in the NHL to win in Boston where their, you know, trio that's killed this team for a decade, Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand, they all score... You figured out it's another one of those days where I'm going to be sitting here talking about Marchand getting the game winner. Instead, somehow they dig themselves out of that five-on-three after the four-minute high-sticking and the two-minute high-sticking. Kudos to the penalty killers and especially Lukanen, who was great throughout, but great during that time period. And then Darlene, who he pinches in on that what we thought was maybe the game winner for Marchand loses the puck and then it goes the other way for Boston to go up 3-2. It's Darlene that, of course, no surprise, he's been great all year, has that great play off the wall to Tuck, who eventually then finds Cousins, and the Sabres score with a minute 37 left. That kind of energizes the team. In the OT, I thought the chances were pretty equal, but then Dylan Cousins takes the puck from Bergeron. I mean, can we have the passing of the torch, maybe? not to take anything away from Bergeron, who's amazing, um, for the uh, complete defensive offensive forward that gets it all done. If Cousins can track anywhere near the career of Patrice Bergeron, then uh, you've, you've got a winner in number 24 for the Sabres. But there's some similarities in their game. The energy, the effort, the ability to play good offense and defense. I think Bergeron's offensive ability is still tremendous. But, I mean, even in terms of goal production now, Cousins is up to 12. 
We're not even at the halfway mark. I mean, he's on well on pace to be in the upper 20s at this moment with the Sabres only being at 34. I mean, if Cousins could somehow get to 30, you've already got Tuck, who's well on his way on pace past 30. Thompson's on pace to be like at 60. Skinner's on pace to be past 40. Darlene himself, already in double-digit goals, is on pace to be mid-20s. You've got a ton of offense here. The Sabres get four more today. They're a plus-22 goal differential, 137 goals for in the National Hockey League. That's the best per game. The Bruins, by the way, are second-best per game. So these two teams, a matchup of the highest-scoring team in terms of goals per game going at it today. But the standings looking better, and the Sabres playing Ottawa tomorrow with likely Craig Anderson in goal against his former team. Uh, that'll be a 7 o'clock puck drop. I'll have the pregame starting at 6. Uh, you can tune in then on our flagship on WGR. And then, of course, at 7, we'll have it across the Buffalo Sabres radio network with Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray on the call. Okay, timeout. We'll come back. We'll get you highlights, more stats from this one. We'll break it down, get some reaction from fans. You can send me some thoughts on Twitter right now at Brian WGR. Overtime, comeback win for the Sabres on New Year's Eve. 4-3 to three over Boston. Sabres have won six straight. More postgame in a moment. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Dan Dunleavy there on the call. One of many electric saves for Uka Pekka Lukanen. That one, the save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. Sabres win it 4-3 in overtime. Let's get you to the highlights. We'll pick it up late third. Sabres trailing 3-2. They have just come off two huge penalty kills. We go with 137 left in the game. Six on five. Lukanen is pulled. And Darlene up to Tuck, who drops for Cousins, and the Sabres tie it at three. Darlene standing well out, shoots it in, Tuck gets to it first, drops it back, scores! Dylan Cousins! Don't get the streamers and sound effects out for your New Year's celebration yet. Boston, the Sabres have tied it up. Cousins with his 12th from Tuck and Darlene with a minute 37 to go. 3-3 the score. And then we go to overtime. Buffalo winning it here. Cousins starts the play in the defensive end. And eventually it's Alex Tuck with the game winner. Watch by Cousins with the strip. Great play by Cousins. He's going to skate it up ice. Into the Boston zone. Cousins drops it back. Tuck shoots. Goal! Dan Dunleavy there with a great call. Dylan Cousins getting to Alex Tuck. 17th of the season, second of the game, 353 to the overtime. That is your game winner. Play of the game again brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Sabres win it 4-3. Final stats now brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. The shots in the overtime were 1-1. The final shot total, 40 for the Bruins. So Lucan and very busy, 25 for the Sabres. Uh, Sabres go 0 for 3 on the power play. Bruins 1 of 5 
But Buffalo killing off a five-on-three situation for two minutes. An incredible job there by Buffalo during that time that it looked very, very bleak. In goal, Lukanen gets the win. 40 shots, 37 saves. Swayman, the OT loss for the Bruins, 25 shots. He makes 21 saves. Your three stars, I don't know if they voted on this before the game winner. Maybe, maybe not. Bergeron, star number three. Marchand, star number two. Alex Tuck, star number one. Tuck with two goals, including the game winner. He's our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Attendance at TD Garden, 17,850. And the Sabres will next play Sunday against the Ottawa Senators. That's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on the Sabres radio network. Some other individual stats during that game, during the game today. Power, a plus two. He played 28 minutes and 44 seconds to lead all Sabres. So a ton of ice time for Owen Power tonight. Rasmus Dahlin, second on the team, 27-52. He led the team in shots with five. Alex Tuck's hot streak continues. Two goals, two assists. Four points, a plus three in 21-30 of ice time. Dylan Cousins, one goal, one assist, two points, a plus one. He had three shots on goal. Injury report next, brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, good news on the injury front. The Sabres only have Henry Yoki Haru left, and that's uh, because he's on injured reserve uh, right now with his lower body injury, but everybody else playing. Eric Comrie on a conditioning assignment. He's actually playing right now for Rochester as they are playing in Toronto. They've just started against the Marlies, uh, and then Comrie and the Amerks will be home on Wednesday and Friday. We'll see if Comrie plays in those games. I would bet maybe in one or maybe in both. Uh, and then a decision for Kevin Adams. At this moment, I just cannot see how the Sabres can move Lukanen back to Rochester. I know the numbers game says because he's the one that you can move. I agree not trading Craig Anderson. I don't think you can do that at this moment. If Comrie plays this week and says he's ready, well, okay, what's the move? I I feel like you have to figure out a way to keep the three goalies, at least for the time being, whether that means waving Fitzgerald. I like Clegg right now more than Fitzgerald. Clegg has moved ahead of him, I think, on the depth chart. He's been playing pretty good. But I just I cannot see how you can take Lukanen out. He was the best goalie in training camp. They still sent him down. He was very good last year until he got hurt. And right now, I mean, he's have saved some games for the Sabres here. I just, you know, they have done a lot. Of, Paul always talks about the Sabres are preaching the you have to earn your time. Well, Lukanen has earned being the number one here. Kevin Adams has many times on the record said, Lukanen, no matter where he is, has to play. It's once a week enough if you carry three goalies. I don't know. It's a really, really tough spot for Kevin Adams. But at this moment, how can you not just keep playing Lukanen as much as you can? He has been in the zone and shut down the Bruins today in some really, really key spots. It would be, uh, I think, a shame if he ends up going back to Rochester. Let's get our first response from the fans now brought to you by Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster, visit TeamLuzzy.com. 
Uh, you can always send me your thoughts on Twitter at BrianWGR. Uh, a uh, tweet coming in here from A Train twelve seventy says, "You think the recent play of UPL has been brought about by the threat of Comrie coming back, like it's motivating UPL? It could be. I think Lukanen knows every opportunity he gets in the NHL now that like this is it for me. Like I don't know, could I come back if I struggle? This could be the, my last really good opportunity. He's taking advantage of it. The fact of knowing that maybe Comrie's on the doorstep." Does that maybe provide a little bit extra focus? Sure, I could think maybe that could be the case. And uh, I think, again, Kevin Adams has got the most interest. It's a good problem to have. You know, what do you do here with these goalies? It's because someone is playing very well that maybe you thought was going to go back down. So this will be an interesting decision coming up for sure. All right, what's next? Ottawa. We know that's coming up for the Sabres tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I'll be on the air at 6. I hope you can be with us then right here on the Sabres Radio Network. If you're looking for games tonight to root against, well, the Capitals are playing in Montreal. Probably want to root against Washington. That's not going well so far. It's already 2 nothing in the first period. Uh, the other games, maybe if you're scoreboard watching, uh, Detroit and Ottawa, you probably root for Ottawa in that game, uh, and everything else is out west. So not much should change in terms of the standings uh, going into tomorrow's contest with the Sabres in Ottawa. And with that, we're going to say good night to everybody. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Day. We'll be on the air tomorrow at 6 for the pregame. Hope you can join us then right here on the Sabres Radio Network. And with that, we'll say good night. Thanks to our network producer, Frank Curry, for his work tonight. Tom Maddy, our engineer. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colzio. Again, the final in overtime. Sabres come back to win it 4-3 to three over the Boston Bruins. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 with the Sabres in Ottawa right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.